Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Monday, January 8th, th, 2024, and you're listening to Alex's News. In Riverside today, a brisk high of 58.7 degrees sets the scene for a slightly chilly day as temperatures are expected to drop to a low of 42.2 by evening. A warm cup of coffee may be in order as we dive into the latest headlines and happenings across the globe. On Capitol Hill, congressional leaders have brokered a pivotal deal to keep the government funded, staving off a potential shutdown. But not without pushback, as far-right conservatives voice their strong opposition. We'll be breaking down what this deal entails and the implications of this political tug-of-war. In aviation news, Boeing faces turbulent times. After a Boeing 737 MAX 9 jetliner suffered a mid-air blowout of a fuselage door, investigations have been launched into the incident, raising fresh safety concerns about the aircraft model. We will provide insights into the ongoing inquiry and what this means for the future of air travel safety. Lastly, the space race has taken a new turn, with private companies now steering toward the moon. Astrobotics Peregrine Lander has successfully launched, setting the stage for a cosmic competition as it vies with intuitive machines for lunar exploration dominance. Stay tuned as we explore the details and significance of this extraterrestrial contest. All this and more is coming up on Alex's News. In a critical move on Capitol Hill, congressional leaders have brokered a major spending deal aimed at keeping the government running and averting what could have been the first shutdown of the year. Joining us with the latest is our reporter Ethan. Ethan, can you bring us up to speed on what this deal entails? Absolutely, Grace. After rounds of intense negotiations, the bipartisan leadership has penned an agreement to fund the government. Citing sources like NPR, The Washington Post, and CNBC, The deal secures $886 billion for defense and about $773 billion for non-defense for the fiscal year. Importantly, this aligns with spending levels agreed upon by President Biden and former Speaker McCarthy last spring. Given the importance of this deal, what elements are key in seeing this through, and what might be the sticking points? Well, Grace, one significant aspect is that the deal requires substantial support from Democrats in the now Republican-controlled House to pass. However, despite President Biden and Senate Minority Leader McConnell backing the deal, potential hurdles loom large. Far-right House conservatives are calling for deeper spending cuts and enhanced border restrictions which they aren't currently seeing. This could create a standoff within the party. With such opposition, what are the possible implications for the government funding deadline looming just around the corner? The clock is certainly ticking, Grace lawmakers must finalize the legislation and get it passed before the January 19th deadline. There is a sense of urgency as funding for critical services, like veterans' assistance and food and drug safety, is at risk. Moreover, the remaining government funding will run out a couple of weeks later. If the opposition from those far-right members isn't appeased, we could be edging closer to a shutdown scenario once again. Are there any other factors that might influence the final outcome of this deal? Certainly. Take, for instance, the funding for the Internal Revenue Service. The deal accelerates cuts from the plan $80 billion in new funding, shaving off $20 billion. Republicans are also claiming a further $10 billion cut is on the table. There are also contentions surrounding border security and immigration measures, which some Republicans want hitched to any funding deal. These are complex and heated issues that could sway the final passage. Ethan, what about the longer-term view? 
Does this deal hint at any broader shifts in priorities or policy under the new Congress? Long-term implications could include a reshaping of domestic and social safety net programs, which, for now, have been preserved in the face of calls for slashing the budget from certain Republican sections. This deal represents a compromise, but it's clear that tensions around fiscal conservatism and social spending are at a peak within the Congress. The balancing act performed by the new House Speaker, attempting to appease both the Freedom Caucus and moderate Republicans, could signal the tone for future legislative challenges. With all this in mind, what's the next step in the process? The Appropriations Committee now has its work cut out to negotiate and complete the 12 annual appropriations bills. And with the funding deadlines of January 19th and February 2nd, there's no rest for the weary. This deal makes progress possible, but as we've discussed, several policy clashes could still threaten a smooth path to government funding. Ethan, thank you for the comprehensive update on this important ongoing story. My pleasure, Grace. Let's hope for a resolution that avoids a shutdown. Now, moving on to our second story of the morning. Chloe, you've been following a concerning story involving a recent incident with a Boeing 737 MAX 9 jetliner. What can you tell us about what happened? Grace, on January 6, a rather alarming incident took place. A plug covering an unused exit door came off a Boeing 737 MAX 9 in midair. This caused quite a scare among the 171 passengers and six crew members aboard. Fortunately, they were able to land safely with no serious injuries reported. That must have been terrifying for everyone on board. So what's the latest with the investigation into this incident? The National Transportation Safety Board, or the NTSB, is spearheading the investigation. They've recovered the door plug, which is about 63 pounds, from a backyard in Portland, Oregon. Now, the investigators are trying to figure out why this component detached during the flight. Did the cockpit voice recorder provide any clues to what happened? Interestingly enough, it did not. The cockpit voice recorder, which could have captured sounds related to the detachment, records over itself after two hours. So, unfortunately, there's no audio evidence from the event. The 737 MAX has had a troubling past with previous crashes. What can you tell us about the plane's history before this incident? Well, the aircraft in question had logged a warning light for a potential pressurization issue across three separate flights. Alaska Airlines had already restricted the plane from some longer flights as a caution. But, the investigators from the NTSB have said that this pressurization issue might not be connected to the fuselage blowout. With this problem, what actions have the FAA and the airlines taken? The Federal Aviation Administration issued an emergency directive, grounding all 171 Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets in operation while they inspect this issue. Alaska and United Airlines both opted to ground their fleets voluntarily as well and are now working with Boeing on conducting the necessary inspections. Obviously, this grounding has some immediate impacts, right? Absolutely. Flight cancellations for Alaska Airlines and United Airlines are already causing passenger inconveniences. Both airlines are busy trying to rebook and minimize the disruptions, sometimes substituting different aircraft to avoid cancellations. And politically, how has this incident been received? Democratic U.S. Senator Maria Cantwell supports the decision to ground the planes. She emphasized safety first for passengers. The NTSB also asked the public to watch for and report any additional debris, which underscores the seriousness of what happened. What's Boeing's position in all this? 
Boeing standing firmly behind the FAA's grounding decision and is working closely with them. The company's also helping with customer satisfaction efforts, like assisting in rebooking flights and using alternative aircraft when possible. So, where do things stand now, Chloe? What should we expect moving forward? Grace, the comprehensive investigation is very active, with multiple parties like the NTSB, FAA, Boeing, airlines, and pilot associations all collaborating. The FBI's even involved in locating more debris. For passengers, safety is front and center. We're still waiting for further findings to understand the full implications for the MAX fleet and what this means for future flights. Chloe, thank you for bringing us these important details. We'll be sure to stay tuned as the situation develops. Good morning, everyone. Here are some other headlines we're following today. In Florida, the Republican Party is grappling with the controversy surrounding their party chairman, Christian Ziegler, amidst rape allegations. As the party votes on Ziegler's future leadership role, the stakes are heightened by Governor Ron DeSantis's potential presidential campaign starting in Iowa. Ziegler and his wife admit to a consensual relationship with the accuser but deny the rape allegations. The Sarasota Police Department is actively investigating the incident, and the party is pressing for Ziegler's resignation to avoid distraction during a pivotal election year. The special meeting to decide Ziegler's fate is scheduled for Monday. Turning to election politics, former President Donald Trump has launched his 2024 campaign with fervent activities ahead of the Iowa caucuses, crucial for establishing momentum. He's hosting events to bolster turnout and secure his frontrunner status, emphasizing the importance of these early contests for delegates and influence. Trump and prospective rivals like Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley are all focusing their efforts as the caucus approaches, with the Republicans maintaining their traditional caucus process amid changes in the Democratic side. Now to international news. Fears are escalating in the Middle East where the potential for a large-scale war is increasing. The recent killing of a top Hamas leader, mysterious explosions in Iran, and attacks on U.S. bases and commercial shipping have all contributed to the tension. Israel's defense minister has stated Israel is in a multi-arena war, battling on several fronts. With the U.S. trying to avoid escalation, the situation for American troops in the region remains precarious. Back in the States, Colorado law enforcement is looking into an incident involving Congresswoman Lauren Boebert and her ex-husband. Despite initial reports of an altercation, details are unclear, and security footage is being reviewed. This follows recent turmoil in Boebert's personal life, including her filing for divorce and having a disruptive incident in a theater. Boebert is planning a move into a new congressional district, setting the stage for a competitive primary. Finally, the 2023 Golden Globes have wrapped, blending humor with serious reflections on the industry's current issues. Host Jared Carmichael garnered attention for his commentary on the HFPA's controversies, while emotional speeches from the likes of Kei Hoi Kwan and Michelle Yeoh highlighted the diverse range of talent being recognized. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky also made a virtual appearance, emphasizing the power of inclusion in film. Those are your updates, and we will be sure to follow these stories as they develop throughout the day. Stay with us. We're moving on to our third story of the morning where history is being made in the cosmos, Ethan. I understand there's been a significant launch concerning the U.S. return to the moon. 
Can you fill us in on what's happening? Absolutely, Grace. Astrobotic Technologies' lunar lander, Peregrine, has embarked on a journey toward the moon atop United Launch Alliance's Vulcan rocket from Cape Canaveral. This is a monumental occasion because it's the first time in more than half a century that the U.S. has aimed to make a soft landing on the lunar surface with a craft of this kind, since Apollo 17 in 1972. That's quite the leap for space exploration. What exactly is Peregrine's mission, Ethan? Well, this mission is multifaceted. Peregrine's primary goal is to make that soft landing on the moon. If successful, Astrobotic will go down in history as the first private company to achieve this. They've been backed by millions of dollars in NASA funding to develop and operate the lander, but it's not just about making history. Peregrine is carrying all sorts of cargo, including symbolic items like a piece of rock from Mount Everest and notably, the remains of Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry. NASA's involvement suggests this isn't just about astrobotics achievements. Are there broader implications to this mission? There certainly are, Grace. It's not just about the lander itself but also about sparking a new space race between private companies. This mission is a precursor to the Artemis program, which aims to bring astronauts back to the moon. These private companies are not only serving NASA but also other clients by delivering technology and science experiments. This synergy between NASA and private enterprise is essential for the overarching goal of lunar exploration and beyond. Now, I hear there's another Houston-based company, Intuitive Machines, which is also in the running to land on the moon. How does this competition shape the current space race? That's correct. Intuitive Machines could potentially make it to the lunar surface first by opting for a more direct route with their lander. It's a friendly competition in a sense, fueled by NASA funding, and it's pushing both companies to innovate and achieve their respective milestones sooner. With these emerging private space ventures, what are we expecting next from NASA's Artemis program? It's a critical time for the Artemis program. NASA aims to re-establish a human presence on the moon, and this involves several objectives like scientific discovery and preparation for eventual Mars missions. There's the development of the Space Launch System and the Orion spacecraft, as well as the Lunar Gateway Space Station. Plus, they're partnering with companies like Blue Origin and SpaceX to create human landing systems for crewed lunar missions. All these elements come together in a blueprint for sustainable human exploration of the moon. Looking at the bigger picture, how significant is this launch for the future of space exploration? It's not just significant, Grace, it's essentially setting the stage for the future. This Vulcan rocket test flight signifies the transition into a new era of space travel and exploration, with tremendous advancements in technology, economic benefits, and global collaboration. The success of these missions will pave the way for future expeditions, not just to the moon but perhaps even to Mars and beyond. Thank you for that comprehensive update, Ethan. It's incredible to think about the strides we're making towards understanding more of our universe. We'll undoubtedly be looking forward to more developments on this story. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the Perplexity API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.